Hey everybody, welcome to Conversations and Cinema. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my good buddy, Tucker, Ruff, and David. Tis I. Tis I. Hi, bud, bud. That's right. We have abandoned the kitty cats for this episode mm-hmm. and have joined the house of the dogs. Mm-hmm. The hounds. We're in the dog house, David. Rough. Rough. It's rough over here. <laughs> you know why it's rough? Because I haven't had my goddamn coffee still. That's personal choices. Um, just mistakes. Just mistakes. Well, for this sidebar, we don't really have um, anything really kind of to talk about, but we were just off mic. We were talking about different kind of movie genres and stuff that we kind of like and Mm. stuff that we normally usually dislike or can't find stuff that we like. And so we kind of decided to turn the mics on and just pick up from there, put it on wax as the kids say. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, what would you say your, your favorite movie genre is like if, if you could, you you go to the movie theater, Mm -hmm. you're standing out in the front of the box office and there are like all the genres. You don't know what movie it's going to be. Mm-hmm. There's no movie title, but it's just the genre, action, horror, romantic, just romance. <laughs> just romance. <laughs> um, comedy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, which one would you go into? I feel like saying action adventure is almost a little bit of a cop out because Kinda so safe. many go into that. Sure. So to be a little bit more specific, I'd probably say like sci-fi. Because oh, I, really, yeah. I really do like, and there's a lot of different movies within the sci-fi genre that mm-hmm. I do like because like on a, a fun campy side, I think Starship Troopers was really fun. Never seen it. It's not a great movie. No, <laughs> no. Uh, but like, it's one of those, what's it about? Like it's, I, I just it's know about, I've seen the bugs. poster with, yeah, the bugs and the Marines. Yeah, they're, and... they're invading, I think our planet or like another planet. Okay. And so then we go there and kill them <laughs> and Neil Patrick Harris can talk to bugs. Oh, wow. Through telekinesis because some people have superpowers. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I need to watch this now. Like it's not a classic good movie. It's a, but I know of it as a classic bad movie. Oh yeah. So, um, but then like on the flip side yeah. of that is you have Blade Runner, which <sighs> is very much a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And you know, both Blade Runners I think are excellent films. Yep. And then even to flip that flop, you have the alien franchise. Yeah. Which is, you know, for the most part, especially the first one is horror. Yeah. Um, the second one is is definitely like an action. More action. More action. And the third one's like a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that the one where she like falls in love with an alien and then they have blue people dancing around everywhere? And, uh-huh. And yeah. they find that, that uh, unobtainium, uh, unobtainium. Yeah. They take their hair braid and plug it into an animal. Yep. Like a USB charger. <laughs> yeah. I think we should do versions of movies to where we only explain them poorly. <laughs> That's all we do. Mm-hmm. That's the whole yeah. point of this podcast. Yeah, it's just to mislead, <laughs> just explain, and movies. misinform. Yeah, hundred yeah, um, percent. I yeah, I'm on board with that. I like sci-fi a lot. Um, but so then, same query to you. Yeah, I, I think it's easy to go into an like an action adventure or sci-fi and know. I know that I would enjoy whatever is going to happen. Cause even if it's kind of a bad action movie, there's still action going on. Yeah. You know they're what just I mean? Popcorn movies. Um, versus a drama could be super awesome. Like very, very, very great storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, great acting, 
the whole package, but then it could also just be super boring and not engaging. Did you ever see The Lighthouse? No, god dang it. It's still on my Amazon watch list. Okay. And I want to. Then we won't talk about it until you see it. Because I do have thoughts about that movie. Okay. Okay. Um, and I don't want to tip tip the hat one way okay. or the other. Because I know how much of a sway I have over your life. <laughs> You're very influential. I am. You are my Sherpa. I am. I'm basically like an Instagram influencer of mm-hmm. your life. <laughs> oh, That's why I only follow you on Instagram. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, and then sci-fi is kind of the same. But recently, and I could be totally wrong, I feel like a lot of great sci-fi properties have been coming out in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are a lot of B-movie stuff coming out, but I'm talking about like quote-unquote theatrical releases. Yeah. Or even like television shows. Some really, really cool sci-fi properties coming out. Like Dark mm-hmm. is great. Uh, um, like almost a mini-series. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, like the Blade Runner 2049 sequel coming out. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi masterpiece. Mm-hmm. We, we we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. No, that's more fantasy. Star Wars is more fantasy. Do you, do you do you think that Star Wars is is sci-fi or would you classify that as fantasy? Because it's, I have my opinion, which I kind of said already. But I would almost say that like the original trilogy mm-hmm. would be a little bit more sci-fi hmm. with a dash of fantasy. Yeah, because it wasn't super flashy with the force powers. Mm-mm. It That's was. True. I mean, it. I actually. I mean, if anything, the first three are probably more drama based because it's about a family struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. In the original trilogy, they don't have the big force jumpy powers and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 big... very subtle. It's understated. Yeah. And the main thing is. You know, the war mm-hmm. uh, and the camaraderie and the space lasers and there's a not there's not a the lot droids of droids uh, spectacle in, right and in, in the first three part of that's at least compared stuff. right and technology the limitations prequels kind of went overboard with spectacle it had too much yeah uh, and then the sequel trilogy did you see speaking of Star Wars mm-hmm. that J.J. Abrams came out and I admitted did that they probably should have had a better idea yeah, with their no kidding my friend are you fucking joking jj <laughs> abrams hey but dave filoni has this is now a star wars podcast uh dave filoni has now been officially anna- officially mm-hmm. bequeathed the title of the kevin feige of star wars mm-hmm. and kathleen kennedy is i think still an executive producer but she's probably like in an office down in the basement now yeah <laughs> She just gets CC'd on emails. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, yeah, 100%. Um, I still can't believe that. I mean, that's It class- is crazy to that's me. That's classic that JJ, though. It is because he really likes to start. And I, I understand that because I'm similar in a, in a way to where I love to come up with concepts and mm-hmm. ideas and kind of this, the surface level toys. Like, this is all the, these are all the awesome ingredients. And I like to, have other people kind of put it all together and make something awesome out of it. Yeah. So I understand his, his creative process. Um, but again, it's star Wars, my friend. And you, uh, it it was kind of hyped up as the second coming of Christ. Yeah. You only have like potentially three generations of people Mm -hmm. waiting for these movies to come out. Yeah. And they had like a, 
they had all the right ingredients. They had the mm-hmm. original cast come back. They brought back, um, you know, pr- practical effects. I saw uh, somebody asked. Um, I can't remember if this was during the filming of the first uh, episode seven, mm-hmm. but somebody was just like, "Hey." They were talking to Harrison Ford, and they're like, hey, is uh, Han Solo going to be a Force ghost or something like that? Uh And he said, I don't know what the fuck that is, and I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. I love Harrison Ford. I don't know if that's true. I want it to be so true. 100% is true. Come on. Yeah. I just That's just what I want. Harrison Ford is just such a crotchety old man now. Mm Mm-hmm. It's perfect. But he's kind of been a crotchety old man since he was 35. Oh, absolutely. He uh, He wanted Han Solo to be killed because he was... Tired of it. Tired of it. Yeah. People said that after he was in that plane crash that he actually became a little bit more sensitive. Still not sensitive. Oh, but which which plane crash are you talking about? Because I think there were, the one couple, on the, there were a couple. The one on the golf course, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's just trying to be Howard Hughes, you know? Yeah. It's just like, man, there's a weird correlation going <laughs> I'm on. I'm Harrison Ford, the aviator. <laughs> he's just like, Harrison, you're, you're fine. You, you just have a bump with Bruce Knee. I'm the aviator. I am the aviator. Tell my story. Tell my story. Um, I have these golden dice that mean nothing, <laughs> but apparently are a huge plot point. <laughs> um, but so genre-wise, we were also okay. talking, because I want to get back to this, because okay. we were talking about horror, um, which Watch I... your mouth. Uh, horror, horror films, um, which I am I am a fan. Mm-hmm. I am not a massive fan. Yeah. It it. It really kind of, it's so wishy-washy to say it depends on the movie, but like yeah. I don't go for Saw or Hostel. Mm. I don't like gore porn, no. but like gothic horror stuff like Haunting of Hill House uh, or even uh, The Quiet Place, like those suspense ones, which Quiet Place isn't really a horror movie. It's probably more suspense thriller. Right. Um, but those movies I really do yeah. enjoy. Yeah, which, same. Um, for the most part, you don't like scary movies. I, I don't, um, but I think it's, Probably, probably my perception of horror movies has been incorrect for many years. I've kind of lumped all of horror, the horror genre, into just scary, demonic, uh, gore porn stuff. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, I've started dipping my toes into the scary pool. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very cold. <laughs> it's very frightening. Makes my nips very hard. I'm- I just I look away and I feel like a hand is like grasping my foot yep. to pull me into 100%. the water. Yes, great, well, great, great picture. That was great. Absolutely. Um, so, like an example, one of the things about horror movies that I think helps me out is the fact that I have such a movie mind. Mm. Is that I know a lot of the tropes. Right. Um, I took like a whole semester over horror movies oh, and the tropes. That's cool. Because um, especially in classic horror movies, there is an order in how the people die. You know. Oh sure. Yeah, that you have the the people that have sex instantly have, dead. Yeah, you have your token black guy and then you have the com- comedic relief, right? You have a comedic relief and you have a drug user. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. And then you have a virgin who doesn't die and typically saves the movie. Right. And because, she's like the girl next door type gal. And there's been so many theories about like because I don't think that the movie people got together and were like this is the order that we're going to do this in. I think it just randomly kind of happened that way. But um, there's theories about like the fact that it's usually a virgin that survives and conquers the day was their way of being yeah. like, don't have sex, kids, because then you'll die. Yeah. 
But have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Oh, yeah. And it kind of turns all those tropes on its head. That's I, that's the type of horror that I really love. I love is, that. Is like a, it's like a dark comedy twist mm-hmm. to it. Well, yeah, because the... It makes it more palatable to me. The spoiler alert for Cabin in the Woods. Don't touch my foot. Motherfucker. Um, is the fact that <laughs> all those horror movie tropes are being used to feed... A, creature a demon creature and yeah like it has to be this way yeah and then like you, there's a central to where there's the japanese branch and they do like the ring mm-hmm. they're going through like the ring it's essentially <laughs> Westworld, but for horror yeah yeah <sighs> that would be that's so good it would be such a cool idea for a television show mm-hmm. well because what i thought was really fascinating about that that movie is it took something that has been so overdone and tricks you and puts it on its head mm-hmm in such a fantastic way. And then at the end, they just cause the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And and that's like, so gore porn stuff, mm-hmm. like Saw, uh, Hostile, that kind of like just torture stuff. Yeah. Not into it. However, movies like Hot Fuzz have ridiculous amounts of gore. Oh, yeah. But it's awesome. And or it's like hilarious. Kill Bill. Or Kill Bill, um, Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Hilarious, right? Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm going, I'm going straight to hell. Just straight to hell. <sighs> that was a slow burn. That took me a second. <laughs> um, I mean, I did it's, think... It's, it's the way it's done. Like, John Wick is not really, like, gory, per se, but there's so much ridiculous violence. Mm-hmm. But it's done in a very interesting way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's... For Saw, I guess some people like it because it's very inventive. But, but there's just no heart behind it like it just seems like violence for violence sake and that's yeah. too that so for some people cool if that's your bread and butter you know i'm not gonna yuck your yum you know what but would be really for me cool it's too heavy and just doesn't is if speak to me we had famous friends and we could actually get eli roth on the phone because he loves horror movies like that kind of stuff doesn't he do like because he made hostile isn't there a movie that he did called the green inferno yeah is that like a cannibal movie? Yeah. And the way you're saying yes yeah scares me. Yeah. <laughs> it's real messed up. Uh, I haven't seen it because I just know that those aren't my kind of movie. Yeah. But like, yeah, like what I saw from it. And also he, I think he has the record in that movie for going the deepest into, I think it was the Amazon jungle or some jungle. He went deeper in there. So like the, the tribes people are actual tribes people that have no idea what a movie camera is, Wait, what? Like, what a movie is like, what, what do you mean? So they, it's about, it's about people that go in and am like, I thinking like of, explorers going into the Amazon, mm-hmm. but he actually used real, like real Amazon tribes. Yeah. That, that seems almost exploitative in a way. That's interesting. Cause I want to say Warner Herzog had the record for going into like the most remote area mm. and he beat that. Oh, well, I mean, green and interesting. Inferno. Amazon, the, man, that's, that's, that's one area of the world. I don't have any desire to go into just because of the bugs alone. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's plant the, the place where planet earth ha- is defending itself the most. <laughs> that in Australia. Well, yeah, but he sent a bunch of prisoners there. So, you know, bunch of prisoners i'm currently bunch of pretty prisoners 
Okay, let's see. Eli Roth and his crew approached the villagers to be extras in the film. He soon realized that they had never seen a movie and had no concept of what one was. Yeah. Uh, To demonstrate what a movie was, Eli Eli brought a TV and a copy of Cannibal Holocaust. Why would you do that? A 1980 movie. This is their movie. first movie. They're, you're showing a them a movie for everybody. called Cannibal Holocaust. The villagers loved it and gladly acted in the film. If I'm a if I'm a PA on that film, how quickly do I book a ticket and quit the movie and just leave? Eli Roth disclosed that the tribe also offered a two-year-old child to the production de- designer as a thank you for including them in the film. The production designer politely declined the offer. Uh, Eli Roth would only audition actors who agreed to be vaccinated for yellow fever (laughs) and to film in the deep of the Amazon jungle with no bathroom surrounded by tarantula snakes, poisonous frogs that could kill you on contact. Um, After the filming was completed, the cast and crew were treated for parasites. Who financed this movie? What studio? Do we know? So it's about Christian missionaries going into the Amazon. Oh my god. Um why? Why why though? Is it just for like shock value, you know what I mean? Why not film this in Burbank, California? <laughs> On a sound stage with a bunch of trees, <laughs> you know what I mean? Once that real he wants the real, real. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is actually a little bit fascinating. Uh, Eli Roth. No, said no, all this has been fascinating. <laughs> Eli Roth said that the film released to the theaters is the original film he created. The MPAA did not request any uh, scenes to be cut to obtain the R rating. Huh. Wow. That's that's crazy. That's uh, stories like that. I feel like that's. Uh, one of the actors was hospitalized. When is a movie going to be made about that? About the making of Green Inferno? You know what I mean? I'm sure there is one. Because that, that that seems like just... That seems like a fictionalized story. That almost sounds like a comedy to me. Oh, this is a third and final film of his Eli Roth's trilogy entitled The Travel and Punishment. The Travel and... Punishment. Tra- travel and Punishment. Mm-hmm. So the first was Cabin Fever... Uh, then Hostel, uh, one and two. Oh, okay. So just don't go anywhere because mm-hmm. you'll die. Basically. Okay. Woof. That's so crazy. Yeah, see, I have no I have no desire to watch this movie. That's insane. Um, switching gears, comedy. What are some of your favorite, like, what's your favorite type of comedy? Hang on, I'm still looking at facts. Um favorite type of comedy well like what's well just like pick a movie like what what's a comedy movie that you would just pick up and watch anytime any day anytime any day well i will say this doesn't really answer that question but thank you for engaging in a conversation it it does tie into what you asked (laughs) there are sometimes that i get like an itch to watch a movie that's probably not meant for me And okay. uh, is not great, but I still enjoy them. Anyway, it's almost like a guilty pleasure because uh, the wife and I watched this the other day, wow. which was uh, John Tucker Must Die. 
Okay. All right. Which basically is, you know, about a high school player who tries to get all the all the ladies and the ladies go up against him yeah. and everything. So like I really liked that movie and then after we watched that movie, we watched um Oh god. Um It was the Sarah White, I think it was. It's the one Oh god dang it. What is her freaking name? She went crazy for mm-hmm. a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like the Seven Dwarves, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, okay. but it's all set in college. And oh, Okay. So okay, interesting. So it's like what's the what is that type of comedy? I want to say like not it's not frat house comedy. Uh but it's that it's that genre of comedy where it's like mean girls as like school setting uh, clicks of girls. Sydney White guys is okay. the name of the movie. Never heard of it. Yeah. And it's Amanda Bynes. Oh, Amanda Bynes. Whatever happened to Amanda Bynes? She went crazy for a hot minute. So that movie came out in 2007. How long until you think Amanda Bynes and Lindsay Lohan are going to star in a movie together? Well, Would Lindsay, that just create a black hole and just like eliminate the universe. Lindsay Lohan is making a movie for Netflix now. Oh boy. It's be I think the first one. That's did her funny. Did her casino in Russia fail? <sighs> Who knows? But so like that movie, John Tucker, she's the man like those, those movies that are not really meant for me, but I, I guess they were coming out whenever I was in high school or after high school. Like, I guess I was right around the age. I don't know. But like, I feel like I shouldn't like those movies. Yeah. And they're not classically good, but sometimes it's almost just like, it's like, it's like a, it's like eating junk food. Exactly. Yeah. You can turn your brain off and just kind of chuckle and, Mm-hmm. laugh at how absurd some things are and but like for a good a good comedy yeah i would probably say you know like Shaun of the dead or mm-hmm. hot fuzz mm-hmm. because it's it's really good writing yeah. and like you catch different stuff every every so often yeah but like for me uh one of the best comedies i think is dr strange love oh yeah um but that's like an uh, an anomaly almost where it, yeah, that that's such such a good comedy. It's very smart comedy. It's not like far joke stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a um, oh my god, how am I not remembering this director's name? He's super influential. One of the best comedic directors of all time. Did the producers Young Frankenstein, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights? Oh, shut up. Oh my god, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Fuck, I was gonna blow my brains out. It's I knew. Oh. Man, as soon as you started saying that stuff, I was just like, I know who this uh, you is. You see, it's one of those things, like, the harder you try to think about it, the more the more it just runs away laughing at you. Mm-hmm. Um, Mel Brooks, yeah, like, the producer's hilarious. Even, oh, yeah. Even his remake um, with Will Ferrell, hilarious, uh-huh. I think. Springtime um, for Hitler <laughs> and Germany. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, like, Young Frankenstein, I watched that recently with the family hilarious this is something i've noticed about mel brooks movies though mm-hmm. is that they are front loaded and the like the first third of the movie is so strong and hilarious in all of his films and then the back half is really boring and not very good you know i could see that i actually just watched young frankenstein not too long ago myself after after he like comes after ago. the monster like comes away alive the movie just kind of stops yeah it doesn't have the same pacing to it mm-hmm. but i would say that he's a really good example i mean we should probably do him for this 
Oh, for sure. Podcast, because I think he does a really, his movies are a really good job of the parodies of what they are, mm-hmm. but they don't suffer for the, from the trumps of parody movies that, that they usually are right like scary movie to me goes for all those like just it mm-hmm. it probably worked at the time because i remember liking maybe the first one yeah but it doesn't stand the test of time right i, yeah, I remember when those As, came out in high school or like yeah middle school high school and everybody loved them because it was, know, it was just that it, that it was in the moment it was in that moment it was that kind of humor mm-hmm. um and but like I can watch yeah. Young Frankenstein, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, yeah, uh, Blazing Saddles, mm-hmm. History of the World Part One. Like I can watch all of those. Yeah. Um, for me, my favorite comedy of all time that I'll watch anytime, Anchorman. See, I haven't watched that one in forever. It is just so funny. Um, yeah, I think it's one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> just full stop. I don't care who knows it. We've been coming to this party for 35 years now to know is that depressing. Cannonball! I don't know. It's just funny. I do love the, mm, I want to be on you. I want to I want to be on you. Um, one movie that I was saying. San Diego. That's a comedy. Founded by the Germans in 1921. Spanish for whale's vagina. Is nope. No, Ron. I think it's San Diego. Nope. 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 No, no, um, that I classically call my sick movie because my dad always said, whenever you're not feeling good, you watch a funny movie. Oh yeah, because uh, laughter makes you feel better. Yeah. So the movie, and this is one that he got me to watch, is "Support Your Local Sheriff," Never which is a movie that. from 1969. Nice. It's rated G, even though it probably shouldn't be because that's how ratings worked back then. Until Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. But it's a uh, James Gardner is the oh, the lead okay. in it. And it has like uh, Harry Morgan and a bunch of other somewhat mm-hmm. big names. Uh, Bruce Dern's in it. He's actually kind of, he's a younger man. Yeah. In it. But like, That's it's how time works. Because he's always such a old, old person and everything like down Periscope. Right, right. But um, that's kind of like my go-to yeah. comedy. Comedies are so weird because I feel like they they either stand the test of time or they only work in that moment or they reference things to where you have to know them. Mm-hmm. And then you have other ones like uh, Napoleon Dynamite. The first time I watched that movie, I thought it was the stupidest movie I've oh, ever seen. Oh, it is, but it's so good. And then the second time I watched it, um, I was just like, oh, this is actually really pretty funny. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then there are comedies that are just like the Jack Black comedies, like there's a huge difference between School of Rock, mm-hmm. which is hilarious, um, and but also like heartfelt. And then there's Nacho Libre. I love Nacho Libre. Well, I'm giving you my lucky machete. <laughs> my mother gave it to me before she died. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. It's so good. It's, well, it's hilarious. Um, but there's stuff like Nacho Libre, and then there's stuff like Tropic Thunder. Which mm-hmm. is hilarious. I would actually know if Ben, like, I would like to know if Ben Stiller knew that whenever he was making that movie, mm. what that movie was going to be. Because I feel like that movie is way more influential. Like, it's bigger than what he probably thought it would would be. Yeah. Like, in my mind... I think it's because the cast is so strong. Mm -hmm. And there's so many just good lines out of it and good scenes. Good scenarios, yeah. But um, 
And now Donny, Downey Jr. got supporting actor nom. <laughs> I know who I am. I'm a dude disguised as a dude playing another dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's so good. Because I bet, like, he just... What you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> uh, it's just it's so good. So good. Survive. You know what would be a good uh, sidebar topic that we could do? Hmm. Is talking about comedic actors who have gone into drama. Oh, yeah. Because... Uh, Jim Carrey is com- comes to mind. Oh, yeah. And Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's there's a bunch. Will Ferrell has actually done some really good dramatic roles too. Yeah, I always think it's really interesting whenever you see a comedic person play a drama role. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell, for example, yeah. whenever I saw Stranger Than Fiction, yeah, I was just like, movie, oh yeah. wow, like he's actually a good actor. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times you write off as comedic acting as easy acting, right? Because the you think you just like oh I trip and I fall and it's funny kind of yeah, stuff like low brow like you just mm-hmm. say Poof, and it's funny you yeah know? but no I, yeah that'd be something that'd be a great sidebar to do yeah yeah let's let's put that in the books um, speaking of sidebars yeah uh, this sidebar has been all over the fucking place yeah but it's great I've enjoyed yeah. it it's a good I, conversation I've enjoyed it I mean we basically make this podcast for ourselves hundred percent so um, also also Stuart hi Stuart hi Stuart. Thanks for the donation mm-hmm. of a fleet of Teslas. A fleet of Teslas. It's uh, well, just give us an ETA on the delivery. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Here, here, anytime. Been, been waiting. Also, uh, shout out to Jules, mm-hmm. who will be joining us at some point to do a Star Wars Mandalorian discussion in general. I think that will be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to get because I've had conversations with Jules about Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and I and I know that he's a huge Star Wars fan. So I want to. I want to get in a discussion like that and record it, talking about the Last Jedi, the new trilogy, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker still, um, which is impressive. He has. Me. He has risen. He has risen indeed. 